Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know how everything seems to after you've had a few? Mm, yeah, that's this show. Riding in my car. And I'm listening to the radio. It's time for Dukes and Bell. Oh, someone told me it's the black Beverly Hills. Is that true? Driving in Atlanta just got a whole lot more bearable. Welcome to the party, pal. Hi, everybody. Carl Dukes and Mike Bell. The names that mean goodness. Say my name, you know who I am. Carl Dukes. I drink and I know things. Oh, don't question my authority thing. King Kong ain't got on me. Sometimes you just got to call somebody, and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, ah! And Mike Bell. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Hope you guess my name. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes until somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes, right? Get ready for the best five hours of your life. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Don't believe me, just watch. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. You know what? Why don't we start doing the stuff that other guys have done on other radio shows around the country? No. no. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Atlanta, what's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. We are following what is going on with our Atlanta Falcons. And now, all of a sudden, could Harbaugh be the ideal fit for our team? Well, isn't that funny? Isn't that a dink? Because right. both Mike and I have been saying, call him, make him your first option, offer him whatever he wants. And apparently, that face-to-face meeting happened. Now, are they going to make the move? Has the job been offered, Mike? Is he going to potentially come here? Because he's only interviewed for two jobs right now. It's us and the L.A. Chargers. And uh, we know that uh, you're going to have to spend a lot of money for for Jim. And he may be the new highest paid coach in the NFL. And, yes, I think it's great. I I hope this uh, is more than simply say they can say to the audience, as we said, well, at least you can say to the audience, your Falcon Nation, that, hey, we we tried with Harbaugh. You know, they just couldn't couldn't get it together. Uh, and maybe Belichick is still the guy. One thing for certain, something is getting traction because, as you guys have already read today, that Ryan Nielsen has been uh, granted permission to start pursuing other jobs. So I knew it was always kind of a, maybe a, a five to one, I don't know, ten to one that a new head coach, most likely a, a first time head coach, would accept Ryan Nielsen as his DC Carl, as opposed to wanting to bring his own guy in. And perhaps if you were an offensive minded coach, maybe someone because hey, you know, we got a guy who's going to a job with defense, you know. And that's on us. So you just go work and fix the offense. And that may have been the scenario for, I don't know, a Ben Johnson or any of the young up-and-comers. But either way, Ryan Nielsen is now free to negotiate, which leads a lot of folks to believe that now they're uh, progressing with something. They're moving on. Yeah, I, uh, I was originally told, Mike, that they were going to not allow him to interview at all. 
And now this change, of course, has me believing that. Now, that doesn't mean someone's taking the job, but right. what I do believe in these interviews, okay, that Arthur Blank has asked, what's your plan? And these guys have had to say, here's what I want to do. And I think the guys, Mike, who are real contenders had to lay out what's your plan across the board, meaning mm-hmm. who's your OC, who's your DC? Are you going to run it if you're a defensive-minded guy? If you're an offensive-minded guy, do you want to come in here and do what, what, what Arthur Smith was doing? You want to call the plays or somebody else calling the plays? So I think all of that has kind of been formulated. And as you're talking to these guys, and I, again, we don't know who Mr. Blank's serious about or not. We don't know if the job's been offered. We hope, but we don't know. And, and I just believe that you got to let a guy explore. Ryan Nielsen to not be able to go explore when coaches are saying, I may bring in my own guy or this is who I want to hire is unfair to him. So do I want him here? Did he do a great job for us last year? Absolutely. But as Mike and I have been saying, we have no control over that. Yeah, and like if there was somebody – like I know some guys really still enamored with Belichick. We're not. We're, we like Harbaugh. Ben Johnson would be on my list. Antonio Pierce bringing Cliff Kingsbury, something you and I explored yesterday. I think that's fascinating for a lot of folks out there. They still have to talk to both Ben Johnson and Antonio Pierce if they don't already hire somebody before Friday. But uh, I just – you know, I never thought that Ryan Nielsen did such a great job that he would be an impediment to whoever the new coach is. You're not going to say, you've got to take this guy. No, that was never the case. As we said, maybe if it was a first-time offensive-minded coach, he'd be amenable to the idea of keeping Nielsen around, who did do a decent job and sounded like a head coach at times when you heard him on the morning show. I totally agree. 404-726-0929. As far as Harbaugh is concerned, the resume speaks for itself, right? I mean, this guy forget – about, forget about Michigan but because you're going to say, well, that's college football. The thing, though, that you need to take from Michigan is he built it from nothing. When he got there, they weren't winning anything. They weren't recruiting at the level they're recruiting at. And certainly they weren't a championship-caliber team. But 86-25 and in his tenure there, Mike. But Mm -hmm. the NFL resume, the 49ers between 2011 and 2014, where he went 44-19, and two NFC West titles, and three playoff appearances, including three trips to the NFC Championship game, and a Super Bowl. But but that's the thing. And you go, well, could he do that here? Guys, he didn't have any losing seasons in the NFL. That's the other part about right. this, Mike. So, yeah, I totally believe if Harbaugh wants to be here, if the job's been offered, we don't know. I think he could easily come here with what we have, build on it, and do exactly what he did in San Francisco. I'm with you. But he did inherit a 5-7 and seven Michigan. That was Brady Hoke. Remember that? You know, after Rich Rodriguez flamed out. I mean, they just were kind of lost in the weeds. So, yeah, he built this thing. And remember for years, yeah, nobody could beat Ohio State. Then he's beaten them three years in a row. You know, and now to the point where Ryan Day, and we'll talk uh, coming up with Robbie Carpenter about the pressure on Ryan Day going into 2024. But, yeah, look, I, I want Harbaugh. I was talking to D. Led today. Thanks, Mike. We're going back and forth. And he goes, D. He's like, yeah, Harbaugh is crazy. He has an ego. I said, yes, so do all these coaches. You know, it was funny. One of the things that D. Led brought up, and this is something I put out on Twitter. Could you imagine, just for a minute, imagine if Belichick does take the job here or, you know, or Arthur offers him, and he brings back Thomas Dimitrov oh. and Scott Pioli. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't. Now, now, the good news, bad news on that is it would be one of the best general managers you've had here by record. And, you know, we did go to a Super Bowl, but it would still be a lot of folks out there going, are you blanking serious that that would be in the uh, in the office? Just, just something that D-Led said to me today, which made me go <laughs> earlier today. Yeah, I, because I do think, again, that all these teams that may be interested in Belichick are telling him, we would love for you to coach. We don't necessarily love you to run the front office. Mm-hmm. And so how is that going to look for you? If he's throwing those names out potentially, or if that's just, you know, a, 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 a guess, 
I don't like it. I, I don't like that. I, I, Mike, you don't go backwards. You go forwards. And that means, again, be innovative, bringing guys that may challenge you. And I, I think Harbaugh's not afraid of that. I think Bill has been. That's why he's been where he's been the last four or five years. Yeah, real quick, a couple guys hitting us up. Well, maybe Nilsson went to the team and said, stop jerking me around. Not the way it works, guys. <laughs> guys, as we said yesterday on Twitter, I'm not trying to scold people, but just before you pop off on social media, know the facts, okay? Teams have control as far as lateral moves for some of the coordinators. That, that's what we're talking about. He's so, under contract. He's under contract. Yeah. So that's that, that. eventually, yes, the team now just said, no, now you're free to talk to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And as we said, we gave you the scenario whereby he may stay here. But in, all, in, in 90%, he's out the door. 99% he's out the door. All right. We've got plenty to get to. We're going to talk to Bobby Carpenter. But before we get to that, uh, I want you to hear Albert Breer because I do think this is the perception. Does it mean we get him? Does it mean we get the guy we want? But Albert Breer was on the morning shift, Mike, and he was talking about the fact that outside of Atlanta, whether we're, we're, we're thinking this way or not, the perception is Arthur Blank is taking some big swings right now. It would be Jim Harbaugh. I think he wants want to take a big swing here. If it isn't Belichick, there would be a little bit of a reset. And it doesn't mean they're not going to be open-minded, but it does feel to me like the focus, at least now, would be on finding somebody who could maximize what they've got in the roster right now. Yeah, um, and that is the key, too. That's why these experienced guys are so like, hey, does it make sense? Here's the other thing, and, and again, I, I'm not age discriminant guy, okay? Um, I don't want anybody telling me to shut it down if I'm still really good at what I do when I'm 70. May happen. But Harbaugh's 60. He's not going to be 72. That's a 12-year difference when you talk about how long, and this is the big question, whether you want to face it or not, guys, how long are you getting this guy if he ends up taking the job? And I'm talking about Belichick. If you're telling me three years, Mike, that's 75. And I understand the, the argument against, you know, everyone against Harbaugh. You don't like the personality. He's prickly. I mean, if you're into the cheating thing, I, you're a clown. I don't even know what to say to you. Who gives a crap? They're going for an edge in college football, and, and so what? You know what I mean? The Patriots, they, they always push the margins, and you guys are warm and fuzzy on Belichick. So it's a silly argument. You're basically arguing against yourself. The thing about Belichick, you just laid it out. It was if it's ten years ago at the time at the height of his yes, no brainer. I, I said yesterday, Carl, you and I would drive down to the airport and pick him up. Yep, you know, but it's not what you're getting, okay? And every, you guys think you think he plugs in here, and that's also that loser mentality of the Falcons, which creeps in everyone's. Well, he's better than anything we've. That's a mistake. That's the wrong way to approach this. Harbaugh is an innovator. Harbaugh is an innovative guy. You saw what he's done. His resume speaks for itself. Three NFC championships beat us in 2012. I mean, come on. Get the younger version of a guy that could go. And again, you want, who do you want to develop the young quarterback? Tom Brady made Tom Brady. Belichick didn't make Tom Brady. Please. Tom Brady is that one in a million. He created, he's Johnny Unitas. He's Joe Montana. He did that. They're just lucky enough to draft him in the sixth round. It's pretty obvious. It's a match made in hell. Yes, it is. I totally agree with you, Shannon. 404-726-0929. Big O's here. Behind the glass, our engineer, executive producing is Turtle. We're going to talk some college football and uh, get into some things with Bobby Carpenter uh, as we will talk about what's happening around the college football landscape. Lots of transfers, Mike. By the way, shouldn't they just do this one time? Like, these guys, it feels like this is just... Free agency right yeah, now. Yeah, we need somebody to set the rules. Oh, that's right. There is no one to set the rules. All right, coming up, we'll talk to Bobby, former OSU and NFL linebacker. Also, straight ahead, Hawks back in action tonight. And there's a lot of talk about what they may do before the trade deadline. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. This is Jim Rohn. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. What's next? We'll get into that coming up. Headlines on the way, but right now let's talk to Bobby Carpenter. Post on 97.1, the fan, Sirius XM College. I bet you they'd probably be ready to see Harbaugh leave Michigan. Oh, I'm sure. Former Ohio State linebacker, NFL linebacker. Bobby, it's good to have you back on the show. Uh, Mike and I were talking about Caleb Downs, a kid at Alabama, freshman All-American. He says he's transferring, and we know Alabama has a new coach in DeBoer, but I just, you know, I think it's one of those things where you start to see, like, an exodus and various kids, very talented young men, are making a decision to get into the portal. The other school, apparently, that Downs is looking at, obviously he's a Georgia boy, but he's looking at Georgia and he's looking at Ohio State. How could he impact either one of those programs? Uh, Carl, Mike, thanks for having me on. And and you look at Caleb Downs, um, a lot of people thought he was one of the most, if not the most talented safety in college football last year as a true freshman. Uh, Very impactful player. I know it came down at the end of recruiting between Ohio State and Bama. He ultimately chose you know, Alabama and with the way recruiting is now and the transfer portal, you know, your coach leaves, you get 30 days you know, to hop in. And maybe he returns ultimately to Alabama. But you know, I know that Georgia's making a strong push. I know Ohio State you know, they had a good relationship with him then. And that's why you know, it's important when you see these guys, if they commit somewhere else, and I always try to tell fans, you know, people get excited, they, when you go out people on social media, when they commit somewhere else and you're yelling at a 17 or 18 year old young man, like this guy, he may, he, he may have the opportunity to come back and play for you again. So try not to burn that bridge. And so it's always important to these coaches. They understand it, but you know, as far as fan bases as well, they're not sour that because Caleb Downs is an elite player. And if, you know, you look at what he could do at Georgia, they've got an elite defense. Ohio state has a bunch of guys returning he would be a fantastic piece and a key. And you know, the other thing is you're not just getting a guy for one season. He has two years left that he has to play before he would be eligible for the NFL draft. So it's not like it's a one-year rental, you know, one-and-done deal. Yeah, he seems like as talented as what Brock, Brock Bowers would have been after his freshman year. He could have, you know, been, if he was allowed, he could have gone right to the NFL. Why did, uh, was McCord pushed out or did McCord leave of his own accord uh, from Ohio State? You know, I think, you know, there's these conversations that people have and people want security. And, you know, from the way that I understand it, you know, the, you know, his camp, um, you know, and I, you know, Kyle is, I don't really like him personally. I think he, you know, he's, a, he's a good quarterback at Ohio state, probably not the most talented guy you're going to find, but he did a good job, you know, played pretty well. Um, probably going to get better into his second year as a starter. And so you're obviously going to be able to see that growth and maturity, but you know, I think that they're, wanted some certainty on what it was going to look like. And I, I played football for, you know, seven years in the NFL and another four in college at a pretty high level. I, I don't know if any coach could sit there and tell any of their players, maybe outside of like a senior going in who's a, you know, an All-American the prior year, that, hey, you're our guy next year. I mean, you're always going to have competition. But with that, you know, the, the security comes – you know, NIL and everything else that you, you want to make sure that you're on the forefront of that. And if you can't promise it, well, how's that going to look? Is there going to be a competition? And I understand it from Kyle's perspective. It's his final season in college football. And so if you feel like, hey, maybe this isn't 
going to be a situation where I'm the man, you know, do, do I need to take a step back at that point and maybe reassess? You know, I know Nebraska was in the mix, Syracuse was in the mix, and, you know, ended up ultimately at Syracuse. I don't think it was a situation where they said, hey, you better go. It's a situation where, hey, we're going to kind of reevaluate like we are a lot of things. We just lost our rival for the third year in a row. We can't promise you something. So if you feel strongly about that, well, then you've got to make a decision that's best for you. Bobby Carpenter joining us, guys, talks about college football, Sirius XM, a former Ohio State and uh, NFL linebacker, as he mentioned, also host on 97.1 uh, up in Ohio. Let me ask you about this, because th- these, these message boards and these fan boards that we've all had over the years, usually your rival, somebody finds out before the, the team or the, the school finds out. And I'm curious to know what you're hearing about Harbaugh going to the NFL. He's flirted with this, Bobby, for the last three years. Is there Ohio State folks saying absolutely he's going? Is there any no about for sure that he's leaving? I think that there's a, an open desire that he's wanted to leave. I don't know if anybody's really been in denial about that. I think a lot of fans in Michigan probably think that, you know, it's a contract thing. You know, he's asking for, you know, immunity from all this, you know, any NCAA allegations and, you know, essentially guaranteed contract regardless of what happens. I get it. If you have a great second-best option, and Jim Harbaugh, I think, is pretty highly coveted by you know, the NFL right now, you can ask for whatever. And you don't want to have a large buyout, and you want to get paid a lot. And so he's, he's dragging his feet on this. He interviewed with the Chargers. He's interviewed with the Falcons. I, I have a tendency to believe he's going to get offered an NFL job, and he's openly talked about his desire to return to the NFL and he'll win the Super Bowl and how important that would be to him. And I think he's going to get the opportunity to do it. So I, I don't have any more inside information other than the fact that I've talked to some NFL guys, and they think that he's very, very coveted, especially out in, in with the Chargers in Los Angeles. So if that's the case, then you know what? I could see him taking that job because they've got a loaded roster and a good young quarterback. Bobby Carpenter is breaking it down for us, guys, from 97.1 up there in Ohio and Sirius XM breaking down college football. How much heat is Ryan Day really feeling up there now? Um, you know, I, I think there was immediately after the game, obviously, there's a lot of backlash. You take a step back and you realize, hey, you know, it's, it's not with Ryan, mostly the fan base. You're always going to have a vocal 10% or maybe even less you know, that is never happy with just about anything. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, you lose to you know, your rival three years in a row. That's not a great situation. But, you know, you look at 2022, they're going away from beating Georgia and probably winning the national championship. You know, last year, they played – the national championship is as tough as anybody did. The game looked very similar to what Bama's did. So you're close. Do you want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, or do you realize there maybe needs to be some tweaks? Ryan has made some tweaks on the defensive side of the football. He's going to, you know, looks like there are going to be some more tweaks on the offensive side. But the biggest piece is you know, they had a number of guys returning outside of Marvin Harrison Jr. Really, just about everybody of significance came back. Um, you know, to play for another year. So that's like six, seven guys, a lot of them on defense. From what was a pretty darn good defense already, plus Mecca Buka, Travion Henderson, in addition to what they were able to do in the portal, bringing in, you know, the Bama center, uh, McLaughlin, and then, you know, obviously uh, Junkins out of uh, Ole Miss, who, you know, is first-team All-SEC running back. So they've loaded up. I think, you know, Ryan obviously, you know, understands the importance of winning this year and what that means and what that and how that needs to happen. And he's executed at a really high level really since, you know, the, the start of the new year. How good is Marvin Harrison? Who you compare him to in the league that you played against or that you've seen? 
What kind of impact does he immediately come in and have? I think he's a top three pick in this draft. You know, it's tough to say where he'll go just because the quarterback position gets so heavily weighted and skewed. You know, I got a chance. I played with Terrell Terrell Owens. I played with Calvin Johnson. Um, You know, I played with Brandon Loy. I mean, guys, Pro Bowl players, Hall of Fame players. You know, he has he has as much ability as any of those guys, and he's a an elite human. I mean, the guy works his butt off. I, I told his dad when he came through, and it's it's crazy. I, I played against his dad. Now this is where I'm at mm-hmm. with some of these guys, and um, you know, I was like, whatever you did to raise your son, that's like I would love to. I'd love to know the secret sauce. I got three boys myself, and raising somebody who, you know, when you have a lot of means. People think that you might be soft and you might be lazy and maybe be entitled. You know, if you have a famous last name, famous first name in his case as well. And Marvin is not only is he a great player, but he's a relentless worker. and He's an unbelievable teammate and just a really high quality human being. And so that position, when you get a lot of guys that are me, 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 you know, what, what can you do for me? Like he's all about the team and he's going to work. He's going to set the tempo and culture in your in the receiver room and on offense and probably for the entire team. Uh, you know, I'd have to liken him very similar because Calvin Johnson was the same way. Um, Calvin's probably a little bigger than Marvin was. I've never really met too many humans like him. But Marvin's pretty darn close. I mean, he's 6'3", 215. The guy can run, catches everything. And, and like I said, he's, he's never satisfied and always trying to get better and not just trying to elevate him himself, but trying to elevate the guys around him and bringing them up with him. What do you think about the Bama hire of a calendar board? You know, it, it's interesting because he's got really no ties down in the South, and I always get, I always find it unique. It's football in college, is so, so geographically isolated, and you know, so much. Some of that's recruiting. Some of that's just like your ability to appeal to the fan base. They don't feel like you're quote one of us. They're going to always be looking for a reason to get rid of you maybe despite how good you are, but especially early on if you haven't proven yourself. You know, I thought he did a good job with some of his hires, trying to make sure he's ingratiating himself into the community to make sure that, you know, everyone's on his team. He, he, the guy can coach football. He can coach it at any level. How he played for a national championship last year. And I would argue, you know, that it wasn't Michael Penix Jr.'s best game. You know, the receivers had some drops. But I, thought, I thought they called a hell of a football game. They got grubs coming with them. They're OC, like – they have everything they need to be successful there, and they're going to have a lot more resources and players than they had at Washington. So I, I love the hire. Obviously, time will tell, you know, how, kind of how it plays out. But I, I don't know if you could have found a better coach in a 48-hour period to try to keep your team at the top of its game. You're absolutely right. Bobby Carpenter, we appreciate the time today. A lot shaking out in both college football and the NFL. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, gentlemen, anytime. Absolutely. Good stuff from Bobby Carpenter, guys. And another kid, by the way, uh, from Alabama, this offensive lineman that's also transferring, Mike, the number one offensive tackle in college football in 2023 went to Alabama. He's also transferring, and who knows where he's going to go. But the fact is, if you start hemorrhaging these kinds of players, okay, you're not going to be as talented as you once were. Kid's name is Caden Proctor. Right. 6'8". 365 was a freshman All-American, true freshman, All-American first team, Mike, All-SEC. 
and he is looking to transfer. You know, when you get one of Bama's key assistants and coordinators, you know, and, and, and recruiters coming to Georgia, you just kind of hope you can create that pipeline directly. But these guys, look, they're no dummies going to explore their options. They may wind up going back to Alabama. In some cases, some guys are leaving and getting Lamborghinis. It's true. Okay, you got to look at all your <laughs> options. Sweeten the pot. Hey, when we come back, he is off the board, finally, and he's not coming to Atlanta. We'll tell you about it next. So, Harbaugh, who interviewed with our Falcons, apparently is seeking termination protection if, in fact, he goes back to Michigan because, Mike, he knows the NCAA punishment is not done or potentially could be more down the road. So, he is saying, hey, listen, I come back. What kind of protection am I going to have from Michigan? And if I come back, how does this work? And so as a part of the restructuring deal with the school, and by the way, Michigan, for those who don't know, offered Harbaugh a long-term deal before the season started. He, he didn't sign it. Okay? Now you've just won a national championship. And He bet on himself. He bet on, on himself. <laughs> and now they're saying that, hey, if you, did, you know, if he's thinking about coming back, part of this is, hey, while you guys are looking at this, I'm going to go over here and interview in the NFL and see what's happening. But if I do decide that I may want to come back, I need to know that there's contractual protection from a potential NCAA punishment. My deal, Mikey, is if you think that's the case, he's gone. Right. I think, you know, like he's he's keeping one foot. You know, it's kind of like he's got one foot in the bathtub. Carly's ready to, take, he's ready to jump in, but he's still, you know, he's still weighing his options. I think that uh, Harbaugh is going pro. I think it really, look, he's only talked to two teams. So that means, you know, even if you think that, you know, I did the math, Carl, that's, that's a 50-50 shot. That's the right. money's the same. That's right. You know, and then there's the option. A couple guys have said, well, Harbaugh would want J.J. McCarthy. I don't know if J.J. McCarthy would be a popular signing here in Atlanta as far as a draft pick. Um, you and I were just looking at J.J. McCarthy's numbers during the commercial break. You know, eight, eight throws against Penn State. They kind of ran a single wing in that game. <laughs> uh, 18 throws in the national championship. He did uh, thread the needle in a couple of throws against Alabama. But, I, I don't know, 22 touchdowns and four. Uh, interceptions. I, I know that he would have familiarity with him, but I just, as a fan, I, are you are you excited by the idea of a JJ McCarthy? No, not at all. He's a college quarterback. I think he's the that's ultimate. What he is. Exactly right. So now, if that's now, this is the risk, and I, I'm not saying there's no risks with Harbaugh, Carl, but Harbaugh still looks at talent. I think Harbaugh is also smart enough to realize you're telling me a Jaden Daniels. You know, Michael Penix, you know, when, when given some more time, is, is certainly an accurate, is a much more accurate passer than McCarthy. Totally Coach agree. Harbaugh, <laughs> love you, man. you guys did it, man. And Coach Blubbering <laughs> will be your new head coach. That'll be your new head coach in Blubberer. Sharon Moore. You guys. <laughs> These guys did it, man. <laughs> These guys. Now, is he going to say that when the NCAA drops those, uh, those lost, those lost These scholarships? Guys did it, man. <laughs> you guys did it. They did it. Oh, we my did it goodness. for Coach. Yeah, uh, Coach Harbaugh. No, 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 Coach. Coach, he's, no, coach. he's not dead. Coach, he's he's in a motel room. He's in a hotel right down the street. <laughs> he's at the Sheraton. Laugh. He's not even dead. Uh, so that is apparently what the deal is. But if you're wondering, like, well, why would he? Because I've gotten this question, and it's legitimate. You're on top of the college football world right now. Why would you leave? Especially when the, when the school is offering you a ten year, hundred million dollar deal right. potentially. This is why. If you don't get this contractual protection, right, and the NCAA does come down uh, with punishment, um, you're going, okay, where does that leave me? And by the way, 
if they really wanted to, depending on how this all plays out, Michigan would go, well, we're going to fire you with calls. Well, and you get nothing. Well, that's just it. If, uh, it like, I know the odds of this are very long because, Correct. again, at the end of the day, this is like this is losing scholarships and maybe a, a one-year ball. I don't know. I guess the death, not, not even close what they were doing. But if you said it really was serious where they hit it, Harbaugh with a show-cause penalty, well, then Michigan can walk away from him. And that's what he's, that's what he's trying to protect himself from. 404-726-0929. All right, uh, more on Harbaugh. And by the way, they asked his brother John mm-hmm. if Jim is uh, the best team builder. I want you to hear this coming up um, as part of our headlines. Uh, by the way, this hour is brought to you by the Man Cave Store, guys. For family, friends, and fun, visit mancavestore.com. Coming up next hour, NFL mm-hmm. Blitz is on the way. Also, we're going to talk to Connor Riley about all these transfers and potential guys in the portal and what it means for the dogs because he will join us at 4 o'clock. Hey, we just spoke with Robbie Carpenter talking college football. He's up in Ohio State. Well, we ran out of time. We didn't get a chance because you know I just realized that uh, Ross Bjork, who hired uh, Jimbo Fisher in that $100 million contract, A&M. just got the Ohio State athletic director job, which is kind of interesting. So, you have thought that might have been an albatross around your neck for a future gig, but uh, it wasn't. As he, he falls upward to Ohio State. These guys are like coaches, Mike. Yep. They blow it in places, and they still get great gigs, and they move on. And, and you know what? They don't have even the recognition. This guy could walk outside. Nobody would even know who he Correct. is. They don't even have the recognition that the college coaches have, but yet they make mm. a lot of money, big decisions, and they blow it, but yet they still right. get a chance to move up the ladder. All right, guys. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. First things first, Trey just went down. Siakam is off the table, Hawks fans. If you were thinking that Pascal Siakam was going to join the Hawks, it's not happening. The irony is, Mikey's joining the Pacers, who are pretty good already. I'm not worried. Oh, Trey, we need to do something. You know this already. Siakam, by the way, in the last year of his deal, Mike, he said in the offseason he would not resign with the Hawks. Right. He said he would not resign with Sacramento, which they were interested in him. So apparently Indiana got some reassurances that they're going to be able to resign this guy because they're giving up two, all right, 24, two 20, uh, 2024 first rounders and a 2026 first to the Raptors. Right, along with the Bruce Brown, some other guy. But yeah, it's interesting. You know, I saw this article, I just retweeted it at Mike Bell ATL from the Adrian Wojanowski article. It's a dude who does analytics. Who was saying, you know, wow, giving up three first round picks? Well, if you look at Indianapolis, is, uh, or Indiana, I should say, recent uh, draft history going back almost five years, they're awful. They don't draft well. So I guess, I guess they don't really feel there's a premium on those draft picks based on their recent history. I mean, you want to talk about bums? Take a look at Mike Bell, HTL. Jeffrey Perkins put the article up there. So I guess a little more cavalier giving away their picks based on their recent history. Well, the, their two best players were two guys they traded for. Correct. And that's, that's and now you've made a third and, trade. And Halliburton, since coming east, has been a rock star. So it, it's, it's, this is, it, it's not always to the draft. Preferably you'd like right. to do that like Golden State did. But sometimes you got to make deals, man. And that's kind of where I think our Hawks are, by the way. Mm. What kind of deals are they going to make? We'll wait to see. I'm not worried. No, Trey. Meanwhile, uh, Albert Breer was talking about Arthur Blank. Mike, who does Albert Breer think Arthur Blank wants? It feels to me at least like while they are going to go through a process and there are some boxes they have to check, I still feel like Bill Belichick is the likely target. And it's for a couple different reasons. Number one, um, I think your roster is in a position where it can take off if you can get the quarterback position right. So you want a coach who's going to be ready to win now. I do think that, you know, Arthur Blank's age plays into it. He's 81 years old. Most owners get into their 80s, especially those guys who don't have championships. They tend to act with a little more urgency. 
All right. Yeah, I mean, look, you uh, were impressed by somebody, some guys. I don't want to read too much, as we just said, guys, about the Ryan Nielsen being allowed to talk to Jacksonville because the odds that he was ever going to be a roadblock to a coach, that was never a, a consideration. Maybe there was an offensive-minded coach that would have been interested, but the idea that just that, that doesn't signal necessarily that you know the race is on, but you know you do feel that Belichick and Harbaugh are strong-willed guys who are going to put their own staffs mm-hmm. together, and almost every other coach is going to do that too, even the guys that are first-time head coach. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. That's Breer. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, this has always kind of made sense, and why he's talked about it. Carl, he's coming. No, he's not. Carl, no, he's not. Time to wrap your head around this. No, it's a made in hell. Oh no, Belichick. <sighs> Whatever it is, it is. So we'll see. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. It's a ball game. No! Looks like the field will be wet. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. Whatever it is, it is. Right now, we're preparing for Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We do what we thought was best. No! We're getting ready for Cincinnati. It's hot, it's hot. It's not. Getting ready for Cincinnati. Played hard. I've already covered it. Zero. Yeah, I've already covered this. I'm really excited you know, to bring uh, Scott Pioli, Thomas Dimitrov back. Don't uh, do that. Matt don't Patricia do that. Is gonna be, uh, no, don't do that. Coach. Yeah, he will, be, he will be looking for a job. Thank you, Shannon. He will be looking for a job, Patricia, that is. Uh, meanwhile, hey, Ryan Clark was asked about Belichick and Justin Fields, Mike, here in the ATL. Okay. This is Ryan Clark. I guess TMZ caught up with him and asked him this question. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen TMZ catch up to him. But either way, Ryan Clark, what do you think? Belichick and Fields. Atlanta has been rumored with Bill Belichick, but if it's going to be Atlanta, they have to get a quarterback. And it seems that the Chicago Bears are going to keep the number one overall pick. What better place for Justin Fields? And what Bill Belichick does is when he sees people play well against him, he goes to acquire similar talent. Justin Fields played absolutely out of his mind against Bill Belichick last year. So I can see that being a match in Atlanta that will work not only for coach, but also player. Mm. By the way, you talk about being buttoned down. There will be nothing coming out of Flowery Brand. No, nothing. Zero. No, I'm well, being serious. Right. Zero. Like, you guys think you, – we might not even feel like we have an NFL team that exists right. in this city if this guy gets the job. I mean, you and I get drips and drabs. Uh, Jeff Schultz always had a source. We'll call it Deep Falcon. Zero. Uh, Schultz would always have some guys, not naming names, would always give him some stuff. Yeah, so now forget about it. Nothing. You'll get nothing. There'll be no, there'll be no news leaks whatsoever. Uh, but again, I, I'm still not convinced that's going to happen. All right. Uh, Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Headlines. Uh, like, all of a sudden, I'm going to be like, Harbaugh. <laughs> Headlines Harbaugh! brought to you by ATL Live Well. Don't just live, live you know, well. You know what? Instead of Toga, I'll be like, Harbaugh. Well, I'm glad you said this because John was asked, his brother was asked about, is Jim the best team builder? Listen to his brother. You know, he's a true believer in the things that that go into building a team. He's one of the best team builders. He may be the best team builder in football right now. Nobody builds a team better. I mean, he he knows how to put it together, top to bottom. He knows how to include people. He knows how to make them a part of it. He knows how to empower people. Uh, He's a great football coach. He believes in football. You know, he believes in playing football the right way, the fundamental way. And you've seen it, Adam, with every team he's ever coached. You know, he was that kind of a player. Then he goes to San Diego, and he's that kind of a coach. Then he goes to Stanford. Then he goes to San Francisco. Now Michigan. You know, that's 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 proof right there. Hmm. All right. So he is a great team builder. Which, by the way, so great that the guy's a little bit biased. It is his brother. But okay, you're right about that. I I got it. I was still, just gonna take it. I still like it. it I still like what he had to say. But but Mike, I but don't we need that too? Don't don't right. we need new culture? Well, yes. And, and this is what I'm getting to. Do we want to be good for just a couple of years? 
Or do we want to be good for five or six years, seven years? How are you going about this, right? And, and I just think where, where Belichick is, okay, and, and again, nobody said this. Has anybody gotten an idea of how long he wants to coach? Raise your hand. Has he said, I want to coach to 90? Has anybody asked him? Because I haven't heard that. The deal with Belichick, Mike, is it may be good for a couple of years, but that's all you're getting because that's all I think he's in it for. I don't right. think he's here for until he's like 75 at the most. I do think that changes with Harbaugh. And I, I'm right. just saying, if we're going to do all this, and boy, you guys know, we've been in this together, then let's do it for, for the reasons of being good for a while. Right. Can we enjoy this for a little while? Or is it, Mike, we're going to be good for one year with a flavor of the month and then it's gone? Right. Or is he going to try to pull a Bobby Knight and make Steven his, his son the coach when he leaves? Oh. You know, I mean, that's just, you know, these are, these are legitimate questions, guys. I know you think we're being alarmists. I mean, if this was 10 years ago, <laughs> I'd be all over it. All I'm telling is, Harbaugh! Harbaugh! Grab a beer. Don't cost nothing. Harbaugh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up. Your Delta name is Pinto. Why? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> By the way, Hawks in action tonight. They take on Orlando right here on Sports Radio 92.9. The game pregame's at 7. Uh, tips at 7.30. We're coming back. More NFL conversation, including what the coaches are saying about their upcoming playoff games this weekend and more. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9. The game and odyssey.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.